Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF Relationships with me, your host, Sarah Cohant. Why did I just say Cohant? My last name is Cohant, but has never slipped out of my mouth before. That is so funny. (laughs) I'm on a roll today. I was literally about to put my computer on to do not disturb. Perhaps that is why I got my last name wrong. I'm not sure. Anywho, I am a relationship and communication coach, and this podcast is all about relationships, how to be in them, how to be secure in them, how to heal your attachment style. If you haven't heard of attachment style, that's a big theme. It's a big topic on this podcast. And if you want to learn more, you can go back and listen to episode 102. That's all about the different attachment types. But stick around because today what I'm going to be talking about are scripts for you to use to ask for what you need from a loved one without feeling like a burden. And I'm just so pumped about this episode because this is one of my favorite things to do with clients is actually to write custom scripts for them to use out in the real world to share boundaries, to share needs to communicate vulnerably, communicate authentically, really share what's actually going on in their mind. It's like one of my favorite things to do. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic with you today. But before we go into the episode, as always, I have my little check-in at the beginning of each episode. And today, oh my God, I have so many things I want to tell you. Last week, I was called to jury duty. I'm going to start there. I might save my other updates for next week's episode because honestly, this is a juicy one. So I was called to jury duty. This is my first time of actually being summoned. And I was part of a two-day voir dire to select the jury. I was not chosen to be on the jury, but I got to watch the whole process go down. And it was just fascinating. Okay. It gave me way more confidence in our broken justice system they're doing their best to weed out in, you know, implicit bias. They said implicit bias and unconscious bias like a hundred times. They're doing their best to talk about the fact that racism exists and also be able to have that conversation while upholding the law. It was fascinating. It was just so fascinating. And so many people would raise their hand and voice a bias that they may or may not have or that they had. And then they would talk about whether or not that would affect them to be a juror in the case. And you could just tell that so many people were really uncomfortable, embarrassed, anxious, a little bit people pleasy about having the bias. It was so fascinating. So People were talking about like old cases that they were involved in from many years ago, where maybe they actually pressed charges against someone else, or someone was talking about when they were attacked by a stranger in the middle of the street. And once they started talking about whether or not that experience would affect their ability to be a juror, all of a sudden you could tell they were like, I'm embarrassed or I'm having a lot of feelings about the fact that this is something that's going on in my life. So to me, it was just like a lot of unchecked trauma, a lot of work to do. But it was so interesting to see where government and emotions intersect because there were so many emotions in the room and race was definitely a part of it. And someone finally raised their hand and they were like, look, with the events that have taken place in the United States over the past couple of years, 
it's really hard for me to be able to talk about race because it's become clear to me that like we all have biases and it's almost impossible to not like carry them throughout our day. And it was just like such a relief when the person said it because there was like, it felt like everyone was just kind of skirting around it. Let me be very clear. There was a lot of, it was a diverse set of people up on the juror seats. But it was just so interesting um, for someone to finally say it and the relief, like the sigh of relief that everyone kind of felt in the room of like, this is a hot topic. It's really hard for people to talk about because we don't have the tools to talk about it, but we have a lot of feelings. We have a lot of reactions about it. And there could, you know, like, I just feel like that feeling of embarrassment like kept coming up over and over and over again. So it was um, fascinating for me to see because obviously... I love studying emotions. I love identifying emotions. And I also love processing emotions. Like that's a big part of my own practice is being able to process an emotion when it comes up. And I feel like so many of the jurors were dismissed and like ran out of the room as quick as they could because it was such an emotional experience for them to be there. So what a what a trip. It was not what I was expecting at all. Um, it was very slow very tedious, very, very, very tedious. And ultimately I did not get selected, but I did serve my duty by showing up and being available if needed. (laughs) So, um, I will say one more thing about jury duty, which is I hope to have the experience of jury duty at some point in my life, because it seems like such an interesting experience. I'm very grateful I did not get selected because I am, yes, my schedule is full. (laughs) Try not to use the word busy. Could you tell? My schedule is very full. But yeah, anyway, I want to share that with you. Might be hard to hear that. But yeah, if you have thoughts on that, I'd love to hear it. Please reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is it's me, Sarah Cohan, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. Okay, so moving on from my check-in this week. What I want to talk to you today are about scripts to use when you have to ask for something that you need from a partner, usually after a difficult conversation. I'm really hoping that these scripts are going to help you repair. So you might have heard the term repair. It's very popular right now. The Gottman Institute uses it a lot. Esther Perel is always using it. Repair is after there's been some sort of disagreement, argument, rift, kind of difficult moment in any relationship, what needs to happen next is repair. And repair can come in many different forms. Repair, sometimes I I had a huge blowout with my husband this week. And so we've been working on repair right now. And it's just so, you know, I'm kind of like tracking our repair this week, which is just fascinating. And one of the things that we did to repair was send each other memes on Instagram. And one of the memes was like a cute interview with a couple. There's like this interview series out there on Instagram where someone interviews couples about how long they've been together and how long, you know, how they met and how it's going. And um, my husband sent me this hilarious couple. I think it was for Halloween because the whole family was like dressed up in like full face paint, body paint and very bright costumes. And answering these questions like so seriously, it was hysterical. But anyway, that was one of the memes or video reels. It was real that my husband sent me to help repair. And it was just such a beautiful moment because it was like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. That was a really tough moment. We're going to learn from that. We're going to make some changes that are needed. And also, we're going to keep moving forward as a couple. And you're still in my life. I'm going to still treat you as a human. I'm still going to turn towards you. Like, 
we're still in this relationship, even though we just had that really tough moment. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about repair. You can do repair with your boss. You can do repair with your coworker, with your partner, with your family members, with friends. Basically, repair is just anytime after there's a difficult moment that you are working towards finding a way to show each other that you still care about each other. And it doesn't have to be an I love you statement. It doesn't have to be anything that you're uncomfortable with. It shouldn't be forced. It should be as real and authentic as you in that moment. And it's just a way to say to the other person, we're still together. We still have this relationship. We're still friends. You know, we're still going to, we're still in this. We're still human. So the scripts that I've put together are based on the five love languages. And I want to explain a little bit about why I chose this. So for a long time, well, the five love languages have been around for a long time. Let me just quickly Google the author of five love languages because I always want to say my sources. So the five love languages is a book by Gary Chapman. And this book just breaks down the different ways that we express love, support, and like friendship, camaraderie. And so the five different love languages break down into physical touch, words of affirmation, quality time, gift giving, and acts of service. So for the longest time, I read the book, I took the quiz. I was like, which one is it? Which one is my love language? And I got like really fixated on it. And then I kind of just didn't really understand it as a system. And then I like basically kind of threw it out and was like, I don't know if I really believe in this. But now a few years later, I've actually come back to this as a great system, not as a way to rank your love languages, because I actually don't think that that is what is important. Because for me, what I found with the love languages is that it's different in every single moment. So after you know, certain moments, I need different things in order to feel better. And sometimes it's a combination of things. Sometimes it's one big thing. So I'm not necessarily concerned of like, okay, now I want you to figure out what your top love language is and then use that to figure out which script you're going to use. No, what I want you to do is rather than trying to figure out what your top need is, think about what your need is in the moment. And the reason that the five languages helps as a system is to be like, okay, cool. Of these five, and there, I think personally that there are actually more than five, but I think this is a great list to start with. Of these five, what could help me right now? Do I need a hug? Do I need someone to give me validation with words of affirmation? Do I need someone to tell me how amazing I am, how much they love being in a relationship with me? Do I need to just spend quality time with them? Is that what's going on? Are we not actually spending enough quality time together so that we're like connecting with each other? and sharing with each other, which helps to put like a little bit of lubrication over the tougher moments. So spending that quality time together can give you the fuel you'll need to get through the more difficult moments. Is it gift giving? Do you love gifts? This was always, I used to make jokes about this all the time. I was like, I wish my top love language was gift giving because I love gifts. Like how great would that be? Here's the deal. I am not at all trying to make fun of anyone that has gift giving as a love language because that is so beautiful to understand that receiving something will help you to repair a relationship. God, I love that. Receiving can be really hard. And I think that that's why I always used to make fun of this um, category. So I'm sharing that here because you might be thinking like gift giving, like what does that even mean? It might be so foreign to you, but no, gift giving is actually a really important part of any relationship. It means someone's thinking about you. They've put thought and time into picking something up for you. 
honestly, my husband randomly shows up with flowers just a couple times a year and I love it. It's cheesy. It's adorable. I love it. It makes me just so happy. He's got a flower lady. They've got a little like cute relationship where he says hi to her whenever we pass by. It's just so cute and I love it. And it makes me feel like I'm being thought of and taken care of and appreciated. And then the, the last one is acts of service. So this can mean like doing someone a favor, doing someone, just doing something for someone. I actually see acts of service and gift giving is really, really similar personally, because both of them are really about letting someone else do something, right? All of the five love languages are really about receiving support from someone else. So if you're thinking like, oh, I don't actually really want support from anyone else, that's kind of going to be your first thing to work on is working on the belief about receiving. So what does it mean about you if you do receive and then reprogramming your brain to actually believe that it's safe and a good thing to receive support because it really is. And that's what healing your attachment style is all about. You're healing your system so that you can regulate on your own and also receive help to regulate. And this is what's happening when you're asking for someone to give you support with the five love languages. You're asking someone to help you regulate. So that's the five love languages. That's why I've chosen how to break down these scripts. And what I'm going to do is just share the scripts for you to start using with a loved one after you need to make repair or even it doesn't even have to be a repair in the relationship. It can just be a moment where you're feeling down and you just need some help from someone else. Also, just I'm going to say them, but I also want you to know that you can download these scripts on a PDF. So you don't even have to write them down. You can just go, I'll sell you at the end the instructions to download them. You can download them, have them at the ready so that at any point you're like, oh, I feel like there's a need here. What am I supposed to say? Because the other part of this, is that you can know your five love languages, you can know your need, but that story around receiving is huge. So if you're feeling like a burden or if you're feeling needy when you're asking for support, that's what I'm talking about when I say you need to unearth the story about receiving and start to reprogram to receive support. Okay, so just wanted to get wanted to make that very clear. Let's get into the scripts. So if you are asking for physical touch. Let's say something happened. You're feeling, maybe you're feeling a little distant from your partner. Maybe you're going through a breakup and you need physical touch from friends or family. I want you to practice saying, I'm feeling blank right now. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling depressed right now. Would you be open to holding my hand for a minute? This might be like a more intimate thing to do. Maybe that you want to do this more with a partner or someone you're dating, something like that. Another one is I'm feeling blank right now. So again, just fill in that blank. Would you be open to giving me a hug? I think those are powerful, powerful words. You're saying to them, you can help me feel better. And then when you actually receive that hug, I want you to take that hug in. I want you to fully receive that hug and let it in. Those first two, I want you to notice, start with some vulnerability. So you're saying, I'm feeling blank. And when you say that, you're not blaming the other person for making you feel that way. You're not saying, you're making me feel sad right now. Instead, you're saying, I'm feeling sad right now. So you're taking ownership of your feelings. You're being vulnerable and sharing them with the other person. You're leading with vulnerability. And then you're making the ask for support. So this 
third one here starts a little differently and it's, it starts with a compliment. So it says, I really love it when we cuddle. Would you be open to a little cuddle session right now or maybe later? So what's happening here is you're supporting and complimenting the behavior that you actually love and then making a request for it to happen again. And I want you to be open to the fact that like maybe they can't do it right now. So if they're not able to do it right now, say like, when would you be able to? Or can you let me know when you are able to do this? Sometimes people aren't able to help us regulate in the moment and that is okay. That is totally okay. I want you to diversify your toolkit so that you're not going to just one person to help you regulate. You've got options. You've got yourself to help you regulate. You've got this other person to help you regulate. If they're not able to help you regulate, then you've got some friends that you can call. You've got a coach, a therapist you can call. Somebody else can help. You've got like your list. You've got your people ready to help support you when you need it. Another one is words of affirmations. Okay. So if you're thinking that you just really need some positive, positive feedback in the moment, here's some scripts you can use. I'm feeling blank right now. Would you be open to sharing why you believe in me? Oh my God, this is so powerful. Again, leading with vulnerability and then making a direct, direct ask for support. So, but you can change those words to anything that you're feeling in that moment. It can be like, you, can you share with me why you love this relationship? Or can you share with me two things that you love about being in a relationship with me specifically? You can tweak it for however you feel like it'll, it'll land best. Another one is, I'm feeling blank right now. Would you be open to hyping me up for a bit? Oh my God. Whenever I ask for this, I have a group of people I ask for this from. I always leave feeling high as a kite. I usually walk in pretty down. <laughs> Not going to lie. Usually when I'm asking for this need, it's, I'm in a tough moment. And then once I ask for it, I am like always blown away by what people will say to me that makes me just feel so seen and so heard. Okay. Another one. Again, you'll notice those two are leading with vulnerability, leading with sharing how you're feeling in the moment. This third one is again, complimenting things that you love about them. So I really love it when you tell me why you love me. Would you be open to doing that right now? I could really use some support. So this one again is complimenting the behavior that you really want to have happen and then making a request for them to do it right there. And again, if they can't do it right there, then try to figure out like when can they do it and if they don't if they don't know asking them like would you be open to me asking you again tomorrow so that way you're taking ownership and like not really um, you're taking ownership of like when you're going to follow up and not waiting for them to do it but you're still getting permission from them of like how do you want me to communicate to you okay this one is for quality time so it starts off saying i'm feeling blank right now would you be available to hang out tonight after work? I'd love to spend some quality time with you to feel better. So this is again, leading with vulnerability, but then ending with a compliment. If you see that compliment sandwich is like one of my favorite tricks, one of my favorite tools in the toolkit. You're saying this one in particular is leading with vulnerability, making an ask, and then sharing a compliment. So think about how you can pepper in that positive feedback for them as well. Because look, you need support, but they also need support. And just the more that you can um, identify things that you're really liking and sharing that with your partner can really help them understand like, okay, they seem to really be liking when I do this. Like, I'm going to keep doing that. 
The next one is I'm it's still for quality time. I'm feeling a little disconnected right now. Is there any chance you're available to grab dinner tomorrow? I'd love to connect with you. So this one is again, taking ownership of feelings and then making an ask to hang out very specific when, and then ending with a compliment. Anytime someone says, I'd love to connect with you. I'm like, yes, I would love that too. Like, thank you for asking me for that. Another one is I always feel better after spending time with you. Any chance you're free for coffee today? Like you're gaming the system in your favor when you do this. You're you're telling them how much you love spending time with them and then making an ask to spend more time with them. Like how beautiful is that? The next one is for receiving gifts. So I'm feeling blank right now. Would you be open to bringing over a gift? You're so thoughtful about your gift giving. I know it will cheer me up. So again, leading with vulnerability making a specific ask, ending with a compliment. And I want to say here, I would recommend asking for the specific gift if you have a specific gift in mind. So if you're thinking like, I just need a Starbucks latte right now. Um, I just want a chocolate croissant. I'd love a pint of ice cream. I don't know why my all of mine are food. That probably says a lot about me. <laughs> Think about what it is that you actually want from them and just ask for it. Like we don't want anybody reading our minds in these situations because when we're doing that, we're leaving the opportunity for them to get it wrong. And then when they get it wrong, we can get so caught up in that and and resentful and angry and sad. And then we can use it as an excuse to say, oh, well, they just don't understand me. And then once you start going down that rabbit hole, then you feel disconnected, like you're not enough, like all these core wounds are going to start to come out and and, and tar- start to take over your thinking. So rather than letting that get to, to run your, your thought process, I would just recommend asking for the specific thing that you already know that you want. And again, if you, if you saying this, brings up fears or beliefs about being a burden or being too much or being too needy. I want you to start to reprogram those first so that you can change your subconscious about asking for things before you start asking for things. Because you kind of have to change the belief. Otherwise, the fear is going to run the show and we're just, you're not going to get anywhere there. Okay. The next one is acts of service. So I'm feeling blank right now. Any chance you're available to clean the house or a specific part of the house? I know it will really cheer me up. So I'm feeling sad right now. Is there any chance that you could come clean the kitchen? I know it will really cheer me up. Obviously, I I mean, for me, I would probably only do this with a partner. I know other people feel more comfortable asking family, friends to do something like this. So I recommend just getting creative and really getting in touch with what you actually need and saying it. Okay. So those are all my scripts for the five love languages. They're short and sweet. They are very to the point, which is the point. (laughs) Um, And I hope they're super helpful. So if you are interested in downloading these scripts and starting to use them today, go to sarahcohan.com forward slash free tools. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash free tools. And you can download this on a PDF. You can have it on your phone. You can have it at the ready for when you are just getting that little, I want to say niggle. (laughs) That's like a British word. Um, When you're just getting that little itch of like, I have a need here and I don't quite have the words to say it. My whole goal My whole goal in life is to help you communicate your needs, your boundaries, 
your emotions um, and owning them so that you can show up securely in relationships and create healthy relationships where you're both supporting each other. That is my goal for you. If you are interested in checking out my one-on-one coaching program where I help you do this, you can go to sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching and take a look at what the program is. And if you're interested, you can book a free discovery call. On the call, what happens is I will share with you what is possible to change for your attachment style in the next six months, how you can actually start to show up in relationships in a safe and secure way by setting boundaries, sharing your needs and actually getting in touch with your emotions and sharing them so that you can process them, you can regulate, and then you can ask for support to regulate. It's so much fun. I love it. I have just seen clients make massive changes in their life. I have one client, I'm going to share a client win with you, of one client who came to me very anxious. She is working on how she's showing up in her dating life. And we just made it halfway through the program. And what she told me is she just feels more calm. And if I could give you the gift of calmness, I feel like I've done my job here. (laughs) Like it is possible for you to take that anxiety that you're feeling and actually bring it back down to earth and start to feel calm in your daily life, in your dating life, across all areas of your life. It's my favorite thing to do. So come check it out. Book a discovery call. I hope to see you there. And if not, I will see you right here next week. Thanks so much. Thank you.